My entitled boss ends up in federal prison after he threatens to deport his employees and refuses to pay people their proper wages. And I'm so happy to have played some kind of role in him getting put in jail because this guy absolutely deserved it. Here's what happened. So I have a good friend by the name of Mary. That's not her real name. She is a sweet and caring mother of two young children. She is also a widow and was an illegal immigrant. Now, she came over here in early 2008 with her husband and one-year-old daughter, and she was pregnant with her second kid on the way. He worked long hours as a field worker, often 60 to 70 hours a week. They'd been in this country maybe half a year when disaster struck. Her husband passed away in an automobile crash, and this was on the way to work one morning. She did what she had to do. She got a job at a local donut shop and cafe. At first, she was happy because everyone but the owner was an immigrant, and she had much in common with her co-workers. And the boss told her that she could work many hours, which she really needed. But it quickly became apparent that there was a dark underside to this shop. The owner would only hire illegal immigrants. He told them that if they worked hard for him, he would take care of them. But if they didn't, he'd call immigration and have them deported. Then he would tell them that they all had to work 48 hours a week, and he didn't believe in overtime. He scheduled them for six days a week, regular time, and there were no sick days and no vacation days. She came to me and asked what to do. I informed her that what the boss was doing was very illegal, that he was violating Department of Labor regulations, and he was counting on her fear to keep her quiet. And she then did one of the bravest things I've ever seen in my life. She made that call to the Department of Labor, knowing that she could get fired and knowing that she and her children could get deported. Well, the Department of Labor came down and did an investigation and found that the boss owed his employees over $27,000 just for the overtime in question. The boss eventually reached an agreement that he would pay all of his employees the back wages and he would get all of this owed money back to them on an agreed date. But things don't quite go as planned as this is the part that absolutely sends him to federal prison. He calls each employee one at a time into his office. He hands them a check for the overtime they are owed and for each employee it's just over $3,000. He tells them to endorse the check because he needs to photocopy it to send it to the Department of Labor. They comply, he copies it, and then he leans over and runs it through the shredder. He tells them that if anyone complains to the feds, that they'll all get deported and then screams at them to go back to work. And then this guy actually has the guts to send those copies to the Labor Department, which is just total arrogance on his part. She comes to me crying that she needed that money. What can she do now? Well, folks, this jerk is going down. So I am the one who drops the dime on my boss. The local paper had carried the story when he'd agreed for the restitution, so it was only a matter of time and a few clicks away to find the pertinent information I needed. I called the department's office in the state capitol and was transferred to the original investigators. I explained to them what Mary had told me and her fears if she complained. They were amazed at this audacity and they vowed to look into it. Usually, the Fed machine grinds slowly, if at all, but this was too much for the Department of Labor. In just two months, a federal grand jury handed down a 10-count indictment for concealment by trick and making false statements to the U.S. Department of Labor and for willful failure to pay overtime to his employees. This boss was a complete idiot. It turns out that a conviction for concealment by trick and making false statements carries a maximum penalty of at least five years in prison, as well as a $250,000 fine, if not both. A conviction for willful failure to pay overtime carries a maximum penalty of six months imprisonment and a $10,000 fine as well. The judge sentenced him to five years in jail. I don't know if he served the whole sentence. In terms of a happy ending to this story, the boss went to jail in the end of 2011. Mary and her co-workers stayed on at the donut shop, which was run fairly successfully by the boss's wife. No one was deported. 
deported, and I don't know about the others, but Mary became a U.S. citizen in the fall of 2016. She has since remarried, and the kids are doing so well in school. She now works as a secretary at a local company, making far more than she ever did slinging donuts. That really is a nice way to end the story, but also that boss is crazy. You seriously want to mess around with the Department of Labor? Like, no, that's not going to happen. The federal government absolutely will chew you up and spit you out. And you know what? That guy deserved every second of jail time he was going to get. He was threatening to deport his employees if they said anything. That is so unbelievably toxic. But it's honestly so good to see that he got exactly what he deserved. This guy's a piece of garbage. And hopefully nobody ever has to be affected by this guy ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. My boyfriend is claiming that I don't have anything going on in my life. And I'm so frustrated that he said that and I seriously don't know what to do. So recently, my boyfriend has been feeling like I don't do much with my life. For context, we're both military living overseas. I've already expressed to him I wanted to take my last summer here to travel since I have a lot of upcoming trips planned. I do a lot of solo traveling, which includes a lot of logistics of planning these trips. I have taken time off from school because of the trips that I have planned this summer and family are coming out so I can be fully present with them. I am completely well off financially. My car is paid off. I have absolutely no debt and I can afford my life. I also have a significant amount of money in savings and I also do a lot of trading on the side. I have a retirement account and I spend a lot of my time working out and meal prepping. I have also met all of my goals when it comes to my nutrition and bodybuilding. I do have a lot of free time on my hands at my job, but I knew this going into the job and it doesn't bother me at all. He, on the other hand, does not have a lot of free time in his job. I know full and well that he isn't as financially stable as me due to his own life choices that I don't judge. In fact, the past couple of months, I have spent my time getting my advanced open water scuba certification and also entirely renovating a building using power tools and learning new skills doing so. But time and time again, he brings up that I do nothing at work and that I have way too much free time. This morning, he simply said he doesn't have bandwidth and that he has been extremely busy pursuing his master's degree and dealing with work. This is something he has brought up multiple times and essentially holds it over my head, claiming that I have nothing going on in my life. Therefore, I have decided to pursue my own personal training certification and signed up for a class that I don't even want to take right now due to all the things that he said that I listed above. I just would appreciate it if he would stop informing me that I do not have anything going on with my life. And it honestly feels really insulting. When I express this to him, his rebuttal is that I am making him feel bad and doing the same thing by insulting him by stating that I feel like he is using how busy he is as an excuse to not address the problems within our relationship. I mean, am I missing something here? This is all so very frustrating and I seriously don't know what to do. It sounds like your boyfriend's jealous that you not only make more money than him, but also that you have all this free time. You can do whatever you want. What is he talking about? You're not doing anything with your life. It sounds like you're doing a lot of different things. You're doing what you love with the money and the time you've earned. And you've worked for this. This wasn't just handed to you. If anything, he's probably frustrated that he can't have the same. He is having to work extremely hard just to make ends meet in his life. And that clearly frustrates him when he sees you going off and doing whatever you want. So in my opinion, I think any kind of problems he has literally has nothing to do with you. He sounds incredibly insecure and it sounds like he doesn't appreciate you at all. If he's unhappy with his situation, then he needs to address his own needs and not try to shame you for doing things that you enjoy. My boyfriend is constantly inviting other people onto our private dates and it's honestly starting to get annoying and I seriously don't know what to do. So as the title suggests, my boyfriend has a bad habit of inviting 
other people whenever we make plans. Be it our friends, his family, anybody. You can guarantee that for most things, there will always be someone else there. At first, it became a bit of a joke. Often, he wouldn't realize that something was a date and would just invite other friends in the same way as a normal plan. We've joked about this a lot, but it's starting to take a toll on me. This year, we've been incredibly lucky to book two holidays. One is a big group and the other is just us. The latter was initially booked so that we'll ask some friends if they want to join us, if they can get the time off from work. But equally so, if it is just the two of us, we'd be happy with that as well. This led to my boyfriend inviting numerous friends who couldn't make it, followed by even more attempts to ask friends who weren't able to come. I'd say probably 10 people in total. And now he's offered the holiday to his younger sister, as well as one of her friends to join us. Now, I'd hate to feel like a spoiled brat or contradict myself, as I'm very fortunate to have these holidays in the first place. And I did agree that other people could come along, but it really feels like he searched high and low in a desperate attempt to find someone to join us. I mean, what's wrong with it just being a holiday for the two of us? The same thing quite often tends to happen with anything that could be considered a date. Getting some food or going for drinks, going to the movie theater or any other kind of activity. You name it and someone else is always there. While he is always really polite about it and he would always ask me if I would mind if a certain person was invited, that's only ever after he's already asked them about it and then if I said no, I would come off as really rude if I objected. It's also worth noting because of money and also COVID that we've only actually had one holiday abroad, just the two of us. This was last summer to Portugal where we ended up being sick in bed for most of it, which honestly couldn't be helped. So this year, I really expressed my desire for a redo holiday with just the two of us. It's a conversation we've had a few times, but clearly if I'm making this post, it's something that's still bothering me. Also, we have no problem spending time alone together and within the house itself. We don't live together, but we see each other on the weekends. We are more than fine with alone time and hanging out with just the two of us. Neither of us have the money or time off work to book anything else this year. So while I would love to get a holiday in the diary for just the two of us to look forward to, I just don't think it's possible right now. Why does my boyfriend keep doing this? What should I do? Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Honestly, I think it kind of sounds like you need to communicate more clearly what you want and don't want. Because right now, you're just not saying anything. You need to learn how to say, no, I don't want anyone else here. I want it to just be the two of us. Maybe explain to them that you want more quality time between the two of you, and you don't want an entire group of people to come along for everything you guys do. And maybe this is a case where your boyfriend just doesn't know what's going on, and maybe he just likes having his family and friends come along to spend time with you and him. Maybe this really is an innocent desire, and he's not trying to like ruin plans or anything like that. But I honestly think if you set up some kind of boundary and say, hey, this specific activity is a date between the two of us or something like that, it can hopefully help clue him in that you know what? You just want to spend time between the two of you. And hopefully if you do that, he can slowly pick up that you don't want everybody to come along to everything that you do. Am I the jerk for leaving my sick husband at home so that I could attend a birthday party on our behalf? So my husband by the name of John, that's not his real name, has been in bed with a flu for about a week now. He's 
quite miserable and he's got headaches, nausea, and a fairly high fever. So I've been working from home to be able to keep an eye on him throughout the day. It was my younger sibling's birthday on Saturday and my husband and I were invited over to my parents' house to celebrate. On Friday, John told me he wasn't feeling up to the children's birthday party, which is completely understandable. I wouldn't necessarily want to be around rowdy children if I was sick either. So I decided that I'd go there on my own, bring over the presents, stay for an hour or two, and be back home before dinner. To be honest, after spending days stuck in our flat together, taking care of my husband, I was quite grateful for the opportunity to get outside for a few hours. When I told John as much, he didn't comment on it, but he did seem a bit grumpy afterwards. Saturday came and I drove over to my parents' house in the afternoon, and for some context, they only live about 20 minutes away. I left John with some painkillers, some tea, and some tissues on the nightstand so he wouldn't need to get up while I was gone. I told him he could call me in case something happened though. The party went great and I got back home after two hours without any calls from John. So I assumed everything had gone well. However, he was frowning all evening and when I asked whether he was alright, he called me selfish for leaving him alone and accused me of not caring about his well-being. He told me I should have stayed at home with him instead of having fun on my own while he was miserable. He has since been giving me the silent treatment whenever I tried to talk to him about it. It's been a few days and I thought he'd have calmed down by now, but it still seems like he's sulking about and I'm starting to wonder whether his reaction is reasonable or if I'm the jerk in this situation. What should I do? You are not the jerk in this situation. Your husband is being a complete baby about this. He was sick. Why on earth should you have to stay home and take care of him when he's a fully grown adult who absolutely can take care of himself? For some context, the husband in this situation is 26 years old. There's no reason why he can't take care of himself and have some kind of autonomy over his life. Like seriously, why should you have to stick at home and not be there and make a presence for the family at this birthday party. I mean, you already bought presents for the kid. What are you supposed to do? Just turn around and return it at the store? That's not fair for anybody. And it's a massive waste of time and money. And don't get me wrong, I know that the flu really does suck. It can affect people in different ways. But your husband is being incredibly immature. And if anything, he's just projecting his jealousy onto you because you were able to get out of the house. And that is clearly something he's not able to do right now. And that obviously upset him. So hopefully he can straighten up his act and stop acting like such a child. Because giving you the silent treatment simply because you went to a birthday party and he couldn't make it is honestly incredibly immature and you don't deserve that in the slightest. My future fiance is refusing to come with me to visit my family after my uncle passed away. And even though I've done the same for him, I'm at a crossroads and I seriously don't know what to do. So my uncle just passed away under tragic circumstances. And my boyfriend is refusing to come with me and saying that he isn't obligated to visit my family with me ever at all. We've been together for seven years and he says he wants us to get married and have children. He gets on very well with my family and they adore him. They even treat me better when he's around. He is incredibly self-centered when it comes to supporting me or visiting them. Members of my family keep asking me why I'm always there alone and my mother has started to feel disrespected that he wouldn't come visit with me despite him being in town. I even have to keep making excuses for him. Not only am I becoming embarrassed, I'm starting to doubt his sincerity towards me and our relationship. I preface this by saying I've been to visit his family many, many times. There has even been some occasions where a certain aggressive member of his family had been verbally awful towards me. He didn't have my back in these situations that were clearly not my fault. Although I appreciate and respect them, his family has caused me to be upset a notable amount of times. And a couple of those times, he's admitted that it's him causing the conflict. For example, coming home drunk and acting awful while I tried to sober him up and just try to calm him down, he would then blame me 
for it, causing trouble with his mother. He apologized and admitted to causing the problems, but it created an insane amount of trouble. He also seems to revert to acting like a child when around his family, and I've told him I find it distressing and uncomfortable to be around. Now, despite these things, I always still come around. I always offer support, as well as friendship, because I was under the impression that these people are my future family also, and I'm duty-bound to treat them with kindness and respect. Now, I'd bought us a car because he was complaining he didn't get to see his family enough. One day, he woke me up to say that his mother had fallen ill and was in a coma. I woke up immediately. I packed our bags. I even booked hotels and transport. Eventually, she did pass away, but I helped his family arrange the funeral and even helped out buying everyone clothes to attend the funeral. It cost me well over $1,000, and I was there for him every step of the way. Now, to circle back to me, I've just now found out about the death of my uncle. And guess what? He asked me to buy him another car. I said, this time I will loan you the money, but I will need you to take me to my family so I can make arrangements. He said, fine, I'll drop you off then. I said, no, please come with me for the day. I have many siblings and I'd like him to not only support me, but also get some time with my family as we're supposed to be getting engaged. But when I said this, he said, no, he said he can't be bothered. I'm literally asking him to just be by my side through this. And he ended up shouting at me that it's a waste of his time and that he'd rather be doing something fun. I honestly have no words. I told him that I'm thinking about us and I'm thinking about splitting up over his selfishness and disrespect. I love him and I want us to be together, but I'm turning 39 this year. I don't have time to plead with him to do the bare minimum. It seems like everything's perfect, but only as long as he's getting his own way and never has to make any effort. I honestly don't understand why he's behaving this way and I'm deeply upset. I'm going through a deep feeling of grief right now as I'm thinking I'm going to have to leave this man that I'm supposed to be marrying and it's starting to become an unbearable weight upon me and I seriously don't know what to do. Your boyfriend sounds awful. Seriously, you were there for him when his mother passed away. You made all these sacrifices just to get things going for his family and now that you're asking him to literally return the favor, he's turning his back on you and saying no. I would rather do anything else. This just doesn't sound fun. But like, of course it's not fun. You're going to a funeral. There's been a death in your future wife's family. The least you can do is try and be there for her. Honestly, the way he's acting is a massive red flag because right now he is showing some true colors. And in my opinion, this is something you absolutely should not ignore. Am I the jerk for crying to my husband about my mother-in-law coming over all the time? Here's what happened. So my husband and I had a baby three weeks ago. My parents, especially my mother-in-law, have been extremely helpful in helping with the baby. She cleans up, picks up our clothes, and does our laundry every day. She cooks us meals, sleeps over, and does the night shift so that we can sleep and will pretty much do anything we need from her. I am grateful for everything that she does. The problem is that we live in a studio apartment and having her over all the time makes it really difficult for me. I'm three weeks postpartum and I'm still figuring out my baby, breastfeeding, and pumping. It is extremely hard to do that with my mother-in-law in the studio with us. Despite this, I let her come over because she's been extremely helpful. Yesterday, though, she did something which I felt was very inappropriate. She had slept over for two nights doing the night shift with a baby and spent three days with us. I was so happy when she finally left after three days and could finally just relax and enjoy my baby. Then she texted me asking when was a good time to drop off laundry and lunch. I was a bit annoyed because she already had spent three days over here and I hadn't asked for laundry or lunch to be dropped off and I just needed my space for the day. She also made sure to write in her text message that she was dropping off and not staying. Then she came over, her husband dropped her off and left and 
she starts cleaning up. I was literally in shock that she was staying in our apartment, not being invited, even after saying that she wasn't staying. I was visibly upset, so she decided to step out, and my husband and I got into a huge fight, and he called me ungrateful, and basically said that I have to accept her being over all the time if I want her to help out. Then they both guilted me and made me feel ungrateful because I don't want her in my space because she's doing everything for us. I am extremely grateful for her help, but she is overstaying her welcome and she is crossing boundaries. So am I the jerk for being overwhelmed by this and getting annoyed with her despite all of the help that she's providing? Honestly, I don't think you're the jerk here. I can totally understand how you're like, I really want to have my own space and I really need to have some kind of boundary set up. I think you probably need to say what that boundary is and discuss that with your husband who's clearly not being very helpful. But you know what? That is not a bad thing to say, okay, we need some space. I can understand if they pop by and spend some time at night or even stop by just to help you out. But three days in a row sleeping in your apartment, that's a little bit much. So I can completely understand how you need some space. There may be some kind of compromise here where she can still come over and help out, but not spend every waking moment of your life in your house. But honestly, that needs to be discussed with your husband. Because from the sounds of it, he is not doing anything to help out. And right about now would be a good time for him to inform his mom that you absolutely need some space. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.